0: Welcome to Pilot Boys, the podcast where we review the first episode of the TV shows, otherwise known as The Pilot. I'm your co-host, my name is Caesar. Hey, my name is
1: Santos. What's up, you little bitch? It's been a while. Uh, my
0: chest hurts. And? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> little bitch I've been lifting too much. Yeah. Oh, oh no, <laughs> bitch, you swear. GTL. All right, so how was, all right, now, let, let's just jump into this. Shut the fuck up. So today we're going to do Cobra Kai, which is the continuation of Karate Kid. And the first episode stars every person from the cast, the original cast, which I got to say, like, just to start off, I've never seen any of the Karate Kids.
1: Okay. I thought I was going to be the only one. <laughs> yeah. I'm,
0: I, I am like a fish out of water. I've never seen anything. I've never so seen I, Karate Kid either. I'm coming into it kind of like fresh. Yeah. And I mean, obviously it's a little dated because they start off right away with the scene from the movie which is the final scene.
1: Did you watch the the Will Smith's Kid one?
0: No, I haven't seen any of it. Oh, man.
1: I think I saw like a piece of that one. That shit was trash.
0: What's interesting is, I mean, well, I wouldn't say what's interesting, but everybody knows the Karate Kid because it's like breach culture in such a way. Everybody knows the wax on wax off thing. I've seen that kick that he does everywhere. So I'm familiar with it. I've just never seen it. In its entirety. Yeah, so I'm familiar with it because it's it's everywhere inside of pop culture, but I've never actually seen it. I don't get it. You don't get the hype? Yeah. If you didn't watch it when it was like a thing, mm-hmm. you don't really care for it that much. I feel like that, like a lot of shit. Like TMNT, it never really hit for me the way it did for other people. Maybe, man. There's a lot of shit like that. I know some people never really watched like Power Rangers or they didn't really give a shit about man, it. Man,
1: you know what? what got the juice? What? Three Ninjas. What y'all know about Three Ninjas?
0: Damn. The Three Little Kids? Yeah. Yeah, that that movie was tight. Okay, so I think that's a lot of the conversation we're going to be having is obviously this is all about nostalgia. From the moment that the show starts with hearkening back to the first movie to even like the feel of the show. it, It feels very like they're chasing the 80s kind of thing. You know what I mean?
1: They legit did a whole recap
0: i don't I don't yeah.
1: feel like I don't need to watch the movie anymore,
0: yeah, which i thought I thought worked pretty well, yeah it was all right all right so what did what was your first impression?
1: My first impression was this is the most predictable shit I've ever seen in my life, yeah, but um it was all right,
0: but you know, and maybe this is odd for me, but I didn't hate it,
1: me neither. I didn't hate it either.
0: I just felt like it was like simple storytelling.
1: It was the most simplest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> But it wasn't done terribly.
0: Yeah, I I thought it was going to be a lot worse, honestly.
1: High key, I thought so too.
0: Everything on YouTube that's like YouTube Red is kind of horseshit.
1: I mean, it caters to the fans though. I don't even know if there are
0: fans nowadays.
1: There's fans. Did you go through the comments?
0: We have to admit that the people who are watching this are either new people who like have just come to this or like the audience who grew up in the 80s and watched the 80s and now watches things on youtube which you know that's not necessarily the demographic the demographic for youtube is usually a younger audience so i'm sure it's gonna do well because they poured so much in advertising because i see it all the time yeah see i don't know if it's for the fans necessarily it feels like they're trying to capture the new audience a little bit you think so in some ways trying to introduce the new audience to the 80s does that make sense like the cheesiness of the 80s
1: That's why I thought it catered so well to them.
0: Well, I think you're right. I think it does cater to them, but it's only the ones that are aware of it. But I think just by the virtue of them being on YouTube, they've probably already alienated a lot of their audience who had watched this in theaters. You know what I mean?
1: Okay, let's be honest about this YouTube bullshit. The only reason why they're on YouTube is because no fucking channel or network in their right mind would put this on television.
0: I also think YouTube is trying to get taken seriously by getting a show people will watch or people are talking about. And I think this is, like, their big one where they're trying to get people to notice that they're, like, a serious network or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm. And you know what? Actually, what I just said about alienating some of the audience, YouTube is starting to branch out into TV. Like, actually, you could watch regular programming with youtube so maybe this was their effort to capture some of those people who switched over kind of thing but i don't know because they just announced all their new shows and we talked about it a lot, uh, a few weeks ago with with will smith he's gonna get a new tv show or he's gonna get like a youtube red series or whatever so they're catering to people with bigger audiences like established people People know the Karate Kid. It's a franchise, and I think they're just catering to that nostalgia. They're trying to chase it and introduce it to a new audience because, obviously, YouTube is the biggest, in terms of streaming, they're the biggest company. Hiking. Because they're, they have so much like people, but they just don't have the content. The content that people watch is not YouTube produced. It's just people who produce stuff and put it on YouTube. You know what I mean?
1: I'm surprised Google hasn't bought Netflix yet. I don't think they will. You don't think so?
0: No, I don't think so. Mm. I don't think Netflix would do it because they're an institution. Mm, Okay. They're too big. It would just not make sense.
1: I thought YouTube was too big and then they got bought.
0: Well, they bought YouTube before...
1: It got huge?
0: Yeah. See, that to me makes sense because YouTube is like the default video thing. And if you're Google, which is the default search engine thing, it would make sense that you buy that. You
1: know what I mean? Man, motherfuckers be living off this shit,
0: man. Yeah. They crazy. Like the millionaires off of this shit. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's move on. So, the first episode is about Johnny, which was the antagonist of the Karate Kid movies, kind of being a deadbeat and a drunk. And he works blue collar and he's never really become anything after the fight he had with Daniel LaRusso. And he protects his neighbor who just moved in from bullies, which is kind of a juxtaposition of because he was the bully in the first movie. And then he drives drunk and he gets hit and he ends up having to interact with Daniel because he owns the car dealership where his car's going to get towed. And after their interaction, he decides that. He wants to stick it to Daniel LaRusso, so he's gonna open up his own dojo. Chasing the dream, or whatever. What did you think of, like, the feel of the show? Like, how did it feel to you? It
1: felt, to me, like, I was watching some unsuccessful daytime show.
0: Right? I felt that, too.
1: And it wasn't just a regular-ass, like, daytime show. It was like a oh we're just gonna show the reruns to this because we got nothing else to show
0: i feel like yes you're right it does feel like that but at the same time it felt like they were purposely doing that you know what i mean it didn't feel like it happened like that on purpose where like when you watch daytime tv shows they're not trying to make shitty produced tv they just make shitty produced tv but this one it felt like it was kind of like a a daytime tv filter on it you know what i mean yeah, I don't know. Because I hate that kind of shit. I can't even say it was that bad. Yeah. There is a lot going on that kind of struck me a little bit because I don't care about the Karate Kid franchise. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they, they made me care says something about it. You know what it felt like to me? Mm. It felt like Creed. It felt like they were trying to tell the story of someone else within an established franchise. And I kind of appreciate that because Creed was about the next generation and how he interacts it's telling a story within that franchise you know what i mean you
1: did not just compare this with creed
0: obviously it's not as good as creed but i felt like they did a good job in establishing who johnny is because he wasn't really a character in karate kid you know what i mean like he was just this punk who like was full of himself and now you kind of get the other side where like he was kind of abused in this relationship with his sensei or his dad and you know what i mean
1: at any time while watching this did you ever have sympathy for him
0: yeah i think so actually which is why i'm saying it wasn't the worst show like don't get me wrong it's not great but it wasn't the worst show i've seen
1: no it it wasn't
0: i think i've felt for him there are a lot of pieces of media that do this where people who had their heyday at some point and then they kind of lose it the wrestler is probably the best example of something like that Mm-hmm. But, like, people who are still chasing the past, like, they're still living in high school, kind of like Al Bundy. You know what I mean? It's supposed to be, like, a little moody, like, the way that stuff from the 80s is a little moody. From his perspective, Daniel LaRusso is kind of an asshole. And because we have that filter, because we're supposed to identify with Johnny, who's kind of an asshole, we see Daniel LaRusso as kind of a dick. Like, he's.
1: He looks like an asshole right off the bat. Yeah, back. like
0: as soon as you see it. But I think that's filtered through, well, one through age because he grows up succeeding, and then he kind of takes all the glory that Johnny was supposed to have because he was—he's the guy who was supposed to be, you know, like he makes it in life, but he ends up losing everything after that fight. It shows that it's not like the best writing because obviously. That's what eighties movies do, is they just like have very simple stories. But I think it works for this because it's it knows it's not gonna be like breaking bad or anything. It knows it's gonna not gonna be like something that really tells you about the human condition, but it's it's like a simple story about how this dude is still living in high school and his rival is doing a lot better than him. I never felt bad for him. The time I felt the most bad for him was when he flashes back to see his sensei like punk in him i mean obviously those are just clips from the movie which i hadn't seen but working as like a flashback it worked well for the show because it it tells you that he's someone who even though he was a dick he has kind of scars you know what i mean
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah the asian one is la russa's trainer
0: right yeah mr miyagi
1: ah that's who
0: that is yeah he's the one who teaches them wax on wax off you know, you were talking about Will Smith earlier. Uh-huh. You know he's an
1: executive producer for this show.
0: Well, that makes sense cuz he's has like a, a vested interest now. Mm. Because he was involved with the other one.
1: Oh, he was? I thought it was just his kid.
0: No, I think he was a producer for that.
1: He must have been a Bill Big fan or something.
0: I don't even think that movie did well, right? It was Jackie Chan was in there, right? And the new karate kid? Yeah. Anyway, let's let's jump into the themes. Let's let's just let's get it out there. Right. Yeah. All right. So I think one of the things that we've touched on a little bit, but I think that there's a lot of like meta commentary where like, I don't think they're doing it on purpose, but it shines through just by the virtue of it being kind of this show that takes place right after the eighties. Like it's kind of an eighties baby. You know what I mean? So we see the world filtered through the eighties and because the main character was like a child of the eighties, it feels like the show is kind of stuck in the 80s. And it feels like Johnny is like a fish out of water. Like, he doesn't really fit into this culture that he's now in. And we see that because he's, like, anti-PC. And, like, he still hits on women in, like, a very creepy way. He says, like, kind of racy stuff. He says stuff where he just doesn't care. He calls the kid, the Mexican kid. Like, he calls him menudo And then he says something about, like, Mexicans. Don't be racist.
1: You don't know if he's Mexican.
0: Well, he says that. he's. He says, oh... That's just what we needed—more Mexicans.
1: But you don't know if he's Mexican. That's just him being racist.
0: I didn't say that the kid was Mexican, did I? You just called the Mexican kid. Oh, wait, am I stuck in the eighties? You're racist, (laughs) though. (laughs) Anyway, we see it through Johnny's perspective. We're like, I mean, in some ways it works. We're like, obviously, we we come to understand his character as being stuck in the 80s, but also, like, there's those tropes where, like, he's, like, a heavy drinker now because the heydays of the 80s are no longer here. But one of the things that's interesting is that while things like Stranger Things and Ready Player One, they're obsessed with culture, nostalgia culture, right? Yeah. I think this show, which is why I appreciate it as well, it's kind of dismantling that. Where we have seen that the 80s are great through certain mediums but this one's kind of like they're okay but they were also really terrible like look at how he thinks about like women and look at the way he thinks about you know he's kind of racist and then also like there was a lot of abuse like his sensei abuses him and it's just kind of like it's dismantling that idea that like the 80s were like this rosy and peachy time
1: does that make sense you don't think they're gonna like go off the reason why he's a deadbeat is because he took some fucking L in some karate tournament right what do you mean they're obviously gonna give him more like layer and like there something happened in his life to in which you know he's this way they're not just gonna go off freaking uh flashback to him losing to a kid in like what was it high
0: school I mean I think that's right yes that that's obviously not the entire basis for his character, but I think in a lot of ways it's gonna be.
1: Watching this show, I was like, oh my God, do not tell me. That's like the one thing.
0: Well, okay, all right. I think this is where they're going with it, right? That L to him was kind of like the cherry on top. He had shitty things in his life, but the thing that he had that was going well for him was karate. And ever since he lost karate, like literally lost a tournament and then lost love for it, he pretty much lost everything in his life and he's never cared about it anything else again because it was like the universe telling him that this is not what he's cut out to be kind of thing and i think that's where they're going with it
1: and i appreciate that he lost the girlfriend too huh?
0: yeah like and also what i what i appreciate about it is like you get to see what happens after like 80s movies because they usually end pretty well for the protagonist but they always, like, we never really think about what happens to the antagonist at the end of it. You know what I mean?
1: This motherfucker ain't no protagonist, though.
0: <laughs> he's not, he's like an anti-hero. You relate to him, but you don't, like, love him. He's kind of like, uh, from AP Bio. Like, he's kind of a dick, but you still identify with him because he's the main character. Uh, <laughs> I'ma laugh if the girlfriend is Machio's wife. Why? Because that
1: would be the fucking cherry on the top.
0: For real, like, he legit lost everything. <laughs>
1: oh that'd be kind of funny i'm not gonna lie all right go i'm sorry
0: so one of the things i also want to talk about is that this show just the story of the show it's kind of a meta commentary on william zapka which is the main character johnny it's a commentary on his life in some ways he's never really found the same success or he's never really found anything after karate kid like he had karate kid and he was a big deal there but he never really came out again I remember he came out in How I Made Your Mother. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was like Barney's hero because he didn't really like Ralph Macchio. He liked he liked Billy Zapka. Which is interesting because, uh, <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, How I Made Your Mother is kind of like the precursor to this. Like, it, it kind of set this up where it gets you to think about how Ralph Macchio, Daniel, is kind of the bad guy in that movie. Like, he's kind of a dick. And I think you get to see how he's a dick. Barney sees him as the
1: bad guy, huh?
0: Barney sees Ralph Macchio as the bad guy. Yeah,
1: Ralph Machio as the bad guy. Yeah. In
0: the karate game. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. All right, and another thing I wanted to get into was, like, obviously, we're, we already mentioned it, but daddy issues was, like, a big thing in this show. Johnny never really had a father. Or the father that he has is his stepfather, but his stepfather, like, treated him like garbage, which is probably where his emotional baggage comes from. But also, yeah. the father that he did have, which came from the sport that he did love, which was karate, treated him like shit, which is Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai is the name of the sensei of the troop or the karate group that he was in. We see him getting choked out by Cobra Kai. And then those daddy issues come to play in at the end of the episode because now we see that, well, one, he wanted to protect the kid but in his own way, in his roundabout way, the way that, like, he's not, like, a compassionate person. He didn't want to help the kid that was getting bullied because he was getting bullied. He, he only got involved because it came to him. But in some ways, he he wanted to help him. He was trying to fight it off. Yeah, but those issues come to play at the end where he finally decides that he's going to help the kid. But I think the reading that they want you to see is that he's on the path to being reformed. And he's going to, like, help this kid. But. I think more than anything, it's not that he wants to help that kid. He wants that kid to fight his battle for him that he can no longer fight. He wants that kid to prove that he can overcome his current situation. It's not necessarily that he wants to better the kid. He just wants better for himself. So I think that's the way that he's showing his daddy issues because his dad never really showed affection or compassion to him So and he was kind of selfish. So he's he's helping this kid in a very selfish way. That
1: makes sense. You're gonna, you, we're gonna get that episode where the whole episode revolves around him being an asshole to him, and then at the end he's gonna be like, "Oh my god, I, I was doing what my trainer was doing." Yeah, which is a very eighties <laughs> <80s> thing to, <laughs> to do. do. Yeah. yeah. Duh, d- were you laughing <laughs> during the scene where he was fighting the kids? I felt like yeah. I was watching the scene out of Power Rangers. The little rock song in the background. And the hi I was like, bruh, the little camera cuts. I was like, what the fuck?
0: That was a little ridiculous.
1: I was like, okay, Tommy, with the fucking (laughs) spin kick.
0: Fuck. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That shit was hilarious.
0: Another theme that I noticed was, uh, he's chasing the past and like, that's kind of what drives him. The only thing that keeps him, because he's kind of depressed, but in like a, like a trope kind of way where like, he's he's a drunkard because life didn't work out for him and he's chasing the past even through like the car that he drives he doesn't want to let go of the past or like his ideology that he he still thinks it's okay to be like racist or to hit on women like he's still living in the past and he's still chasing it and he he doesn't think that this world is like or this current generation is is the way to go. Like, he calls the kid a pussy, and he basically says that, like, he needs to toughen him up. Well, anyway, so he's chasing the past, and I thought that was interesting because it's a commentary on the fact that this show is a product of the past, but it's also trying to identify itself as something a little different. Like, it's not trying to be the exact same story of Karate Kid. It's, it's trying to tell a new story now. You know what I mean? Yeah. The similarities between him and the show were interesting
1: it was too basic
0: for me you didn't like anything about it
1: i don't know what did you like about it what did i like about this shit well i like that they don't freaking i don't have to watch karate kid now (laughs) (laughs) because i technically seen karate kid now i literally got all the important parts from karate kid oh man i don't even know and then the kid was terrible too
0: he legit was on screen for like two minutes
1: yeah but it felt like the kid was there more for johnny yeah like the character of johnny when they were casting the kid it was like oh we could just get anyone as long as he's latino yeah to fit our racist jokes and serve johnny's purpose there was no like uniqueness to him he didn't have like one like standout line yeah i got nothing from that kid
0: also like just based on the pilot you wouldn't think that He's gonna be that big a part of it. Like, it seems like it's gonna be more about Johnny's story than it is gonna be about like the kid's story. You know what I mean? Like with Karate Kid, you understand that it's about the kids.
1: It seemed like he was gonna. He's gonna try to live through him, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Like he's trying to get away from his past through the new generation. Like he's trying to use the new generation to complete his goals that he couldn't kind of thing. And that's what I was trying to say earlier. Alright, let's get into
1: Oh, what do I always have to say? Is this my line? This is your line. He 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 he
0: Caesar. Mm-hmm. My friend. My
1: buddy. My co host. My co pilot.
0: It is I. La Frenchie is fry. My everything. Oh. <laughs> I don't know about that.
1: <laughs> Give me the motherfucking BTs. See? That's how that's how trash this shit was for me. This shit got nothing for me. I'm sorry. This is gonna get the lowest scoring BTs in the uh, Santos history.
0: Wow. You don't even know how to fucking bury the lead. I'm s- Oh
1: my god,
0: bro. This You shit... don't even know how to like build suspense. It is what it is, bro. All right, how about you go first? Do you tell me how many BTs you got?
1: I feel like you would have written something a lot better for these characters than what I saw today. I'm just saying. <laughs> I like for the majority of it the kid was basic, the premise is basic, they're both assholes, I got no one to root for. Man, this shit is a 2.8, dog. Yikes. This shit is a 2.8.
0: Damn, it's not great.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry, it just was not doing it for me at all. Yeah. I laughed at one of the jokes, and one of those jokes was freaking racist.
0: (laughs) I like that.
1: They got me to laugh at a racist joke.
0: Is it because people call you Menudo?
1: See, <laughs> that shit was funny. You're the little young man. Menudo or what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god. That's like, oh, I don't know, man. Alright, so I liked that it's a retelling of a story that most people are familiar with. But in a way, where it's not what you're expecting. And I, I liked that they said it with him with like the antagonist of the first film and i like that he's working through some issues and i like that it felt kind of like the 80s where most of the things that i see from the 80s don't ever really capture the aesthetic like the cheesiness of the 80s like that kind of like weird feel of it or like it feels really corny this felt like that and i think that worked for it and i thought it wasn't like the most complex show i think there was there were some themes that they weave pretty well whether it was intentional or not so for me i, I think i'm gonna go with like a 3.2 wow no you know what i think for me i'm just gonna stick to like a three, three point one.
1: <laughs> you don't even know t <laughs> 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 oh man look i know what you're trying to do bro i know what you're trying to do you're trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's just be honest. <laughs> the only thing this gave us... The menudo? 80s movie recap. Yeah, it looks. And a bunch of assholes trying to outman each other.
0: You know what this would have worked well as? Uh. It would have worked well if this was just, like, all they gave us. Like, there was not a complete season to come. There was not anything else. Like, that would have been good to me. If there was just, like, a 20-minute video about where these characters are now, nothing else. Like, I don't want to know the entire story. I don't want you to build, like, a franchise. I don't want you to continue the franchise. I just want, like, a quick little update, and that's it. Like, just kind of like a little one-off story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I don't really necessarily see a reason for this show to exist. (laughs) And I think that's where I'm going to knock it off the most, in the predictions, because I don't really see a reason for this show to last very long.
1: Just come on. Before we leave the BTS, just come on and join the 2.8 party. There's a lot of room.
0: I'm gonna stick to the 3.1
1: area, please and thank you. There's a lot of Karate Kid lovers where you're standing. Lo, 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 lo. It just totally feels like it caters to them. Yeah. I feel like only people that watch that movie and are probably like 40 something will really like this show. Yeah. Hikey. I mean, no knock to the oldies. I love me some 80s stuff. Yeah. 80s stuff is cool. Don't get me wrong. I'm not one of those unappreciative millennials. That's not me. It's just this.
0: This is not the one?
1: This just happens to be not a very good one.
0: Yeah. So, all right. What's your prediction? Prediction? Yeah.
1: Fuck this shit. I'd be surprised if this shit gets another one. Well, I don't know. I think it ends. You know, I'm just going to say this one season. Let, let, I'll just say that.
0: I think that this show has gotten a lot of love, actually. Like, oh we might have God. not liked it, but a lot of people have been digging it.
1: There are a lot of 45-year-old people out there that loved Machio.
0: Macchiato. Ralph Macchiato. Macchiato lo, lo, lo,
1: And freaking Menudo guy. So.
0: Ralph Menudo. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I'm going to say it's going to last maybe like two, three seasons. Ew. Because it's been getting a lot of love.
1: That sounds like the YouTube Red thing to do. But yeah, we still don't have anything good from YouTube Red. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, it's true. But I didn't hate it, and I thought I was gonna hate it, and I didn't hate it. So there's that. If you have nothing to do, like just watch it. It's for free on the first episode's free on YouTube Red. Yeah. Anyway, I guess that was 12. That was episode 12. Oh, we're we're getting we're
1: getting to that 13. Uh oh. We're signing off. Oh, we are. My name is Caesar. My name is Taco.
0: My name is Cheesy.
1: My name is Mexican Kid Menudo.
0: <laughs> My name is Ralph Mameluco.
1: <laughs> this was your pilot, boys.
0: Uh, passengers, we have landed.
1: We have landed. Get the fuck off the plane so we can go to the next episode.
0: All right. Thank we you. out. Peace. Bye.